Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan here with Big Cass. Hey, uh, Notre Dame fans, this Bud Light's for you. No way in hell are you winning this weekend. Cass, my man, I was feeling kind of nervous, but I just remember, like, we're the Ohio State Buckeyes. We're, people are, like, you know, not predicting this to be a good game for us. People are hating us. People are sleeping on us. Buckeyes by a billion. Yeah, Buckeyes by a billion, but what the heck am I watching on Coastal Carolina? Dude dressed in a white Chewbacca outfit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Student of the game. Interesting. That's what happens when you're in the Sun Belt. Play on Thursday night. That guy belongs in Happy Valley. A white Chewbacca outfit. Absolutely Happy Valley. Exactly. Cass, Cass, I mean, just just an incredible weekend of college football ahead of us. Oh, my gosh. It might be the best weekend of the year. Like, weather's still nice. Not much going on. Mid-September. Incredible slate. Even the games tonight are pretty good. Coastal Carolina, Georgia, uh, Georgia State or State. I some I get state and Southern confused all the time. They're both Georgia and whole other thing. Both Giants blue and white. Yeah, Giants in uh 49ers. It's a decent game, eleven point game at half. But the Giants offense is kind of coming alive. But Cass, a lot of people are kind of you know. They're not sure what they're going to get out of McCord this weekend. What do you think? You know, what do you think Kyle McCord's going to do up in South Bend? Before we get to that, any of our listeners want to give out give out their YouTube TV information so we can borrow it this weekend? Yeah, so we can get these four split screens going on. So fantastic. Yeah, and great point, Cass. Because like, so what we're doing this weekend? Throwing a tailgate at my house. Second, I guess bunch of notes tailgate at one of our houses we did yours in 2020 at the penn state game which is a fantastic time um doing it here at my crib in plain city just got the basement done and it's gonna be a blast we got a lot of beer a lot of food fire pit multiple tvs we got probably six or seven big tvs um we're gonna have an outdoor tv it's gonna be a blast i can't wait bro yeah absolutely but going back to kyle mccord i think i think that He's going to be Kyle McCord. I think he's going to be good answer. <laughs> I I think he's going to do the right things. I think he's going to play it safe. Allow the running backs, Chip Trainum and Travion Henderson, cook. Uh, make easy plays for uh, Marvin Harrison and um, Ameka Buka and Kate Stover. I think um, if the offense, because there, I don't. I'm not really worried about their pass rush. The fact that Javante Jean Baptiste is a starting defensive end for Notre Dame when he was the fourth or fifth option at defensive end last year for Ohio State, that should tell you the talent gap. Um, I not too big concern um, about I, they can't stop the run. They everybody has ran all over them. So if the Buckeyes can establish the run, I think the play action pass, Kyle McCord, the Marvin Harrison, Cade Stover. It, this screams a big game for Cade Stover. I think 
Kyle McCord is going to do the right things and um, play very, very well. Um, is he going to play the C.J. Stroud, Georgia type? No, because he doesn't have to. Because we have healthy running backs. We have healthy offensive line. We have healthy wide receivers. We have healthy everything on offense for the first time, and it seems like forever. Um, I think Ryan Day is going to have a perfect game plan for Kyle McCord to make it easy for him to make plays. So I, I'm looking for, like, a big game out of him. I mean, I think, Cass, this game's not going to be one with Kyle McCord. I think it's going to be one on the line. I, I honestly think, if anything, it's going to be our line versus their line. Yes, we I think we have better skill guys, but we need to out-tough Notre Dame. I think we did a good job of it last year. It's uh, it's it's interesting because I think, you know, Notre Dame's best strength is going to be getting that if they get the play action going with Estime, you know, if Estime gets like can get like 5 to 6 yards of pop each time and they get that play action going, it's going to be a long well, it's not going to be long. It's going to be a quick game because they're just going to run the clock. Uh, it's going to be a quick game if they do that. So we got to stop that. We don't want to play that game. Um, I think that with Tyleek Williams, you know, if Tyleek Williams keeps playing like the way he has been playing, bro, and also Steel Chambers, I think those are the two guys that they're the real X factors on our defense so far. So I think if we get those two guys going, I think we'll win. Like, I truly believe because Tommy's going to come to play. Uh, he that man always comes to play with Steele and Tommy. You got basically two guys just flying to the ball, and when they're in sync like they were yet last week, it's amazing to watch. Tyler, it can just hopefully hold the middle just a long, long enough for us, like the JTT or Sawyer or uh, Hall to get around and get the guy. And you know, I think the the DBs are going to have a great game because they had a great game last year, but also they've just gotten better. And I know, I know Hartman's really good, but they don't really have that many great receivers. Like they have their tight ends. Okay. Um, he has four touchdowns on the year Holden stays, but he's not like a Michael Meyer. He's probably a little faster. Um, their receivers, like they move Chris Tyree to receiver. He's actually their like leading receiver. Um, only eight catches for 216 yards, averaging a huge play each time he catches it though. Um, 27 yards a pop. Jaden Thomas is probably really their number number one, like their go-to guy. But you know, it they they played so great last year. I know it was like Tommy Reese and Tyler Buckner combo. So I know it, but I thought our DBs were really good. And and it also puts in perspective like Lorenzo Styles, you know, he was their third leading receiver last year statistically. He's like our seventh corner. So what does that say about the talent we have in that room? Yeah, I I think I think if you look at this talent for talent, Ohio State blows Notre Dame out off the map. But again, coaching's gonna come a lot to it. I I really think that I mean Notre Dame's gonna bring it. Um heck, Tennessee Jeff was on Facebook complaining about paying six hundred dollars ticket and paying five hundred dollars for a red roof end. I mean so, but the ideal is, I think in this game, there's outside of Estime and, and, and Sam Hartman on that offense, mm-hmm. nobody really jumps out and scares me, if you know what I mean. Like, Sam Hartman just – like, Sam Hartman makes the big plays and stuff, and he's a good co- college quarterback. But what has happened when he's played in big games? I mean, I think – you're right, Cass. I think their offense, it's very – 
it's not a traditional Notre Dame offense in the sense that, you know, they have that massive tight end. They're just, I will say all their, they don't have a stud outside of Austin. I feel like they're just very, very balanced though. I think they're more balanced than usual, um, which that kind of concerns me. Cause if it, it but it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It really is, man. It's, it's going to be strength on strength. It's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a much better game I, I, than last year. I think, I think JTT, um, he needs and, the ball out. I thought, well, like, and he's going up against the best, what's considerably the best tackle in the game. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, they, they, their interior offensive line, their center and guards are very concerning if you're Notre Dame because you're going up against, going up against Tylee Cole, Malik, uh, Tyreek Williams, Michael Hall. I'm sorry, not Tyreek Hall and Michael Williams. I do apologize for that. It's been a long day. And then you got Ty. Right, the, the rotating of this defensive line is, I think, it's going to be the big factor because you got so many guys playing so well. Caden Curry, um, Kenata Jackson, Mike, Mitchell Melton, Ty Hamilton, Tyreek Williams, Michael Hall Jr., um, just JTT, Jack Sawyer. There's so many guys going to be rotating. I think that's going to wear. That's that's going to wear the offensive line down, and it's going to help too because if they if the D if the D tackles disrupt like I think they can, that's going to free up Tommy and Steele so much that, and even Sonny Styles because I think Sonny Styles is going to play a lot more because of the traditional Notre Dame offense. I, I agree. And they're going to, and believe it or not, I know a lot of people are going, oh, you crazy for saying this, but make Sam Hartman beat us. Dude, I think we're going to have a play dialed up for Lorenzo, too. I, 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 For some reason, I feel like Ryan Day has somewhere in the playbook that, like, Lorenzo Styles, he's going to get the ball at least once, either special teams. Like, I feel like he Lorenzo Styles might make an impact in this game some way or somehow. Yeah. I think Xavier Johnson, by the way, this annoyed me. FanDuel, like they offer everyone to score a touchdown. My degenerate bet of the week would be Xavier Johnson to score a touchdown this week. I can't find it, but if you find a book that has it, that's my degenerate bet. Um, getting that out of the way. Xavier Johnson, like touchdown this week. He's a Notre Dame killer. And he, I'll tell you what, he's a big play. He's a big game baller, Xavier Johnson. I feel like every big game we had, he always steps up and makes a play recently. So I expect him to actually probably be a I- Make a make a play or two. My I, my guess is Ryan Day wins the toss, elects to receive, and we run the ball right down their throats. I, I, I think I hate receiving though. I always like getting the ball at half. I I I think with the new play clock, and I think the if the way Ryan Day wants to make a statement, you go down. You think about it. Place is gonna be rocking. You get the ball, opening kickoff, you run, you go down and drive right down the field and score a touchdown. Crowd's out of it already. Especially if you go back and maybe Honestly, not force though? a three, maybe not force a three and out, <laughs> but like force a stop where they I, don't score and you get the ball back. I have a take though. I'm not like Notre Dame's crowd doesn't worry me. 
I'm sorry. It just doesn't. And I, they're all like country club, like people, like there's a stat and it's like, I think it's like 45% of their season ticket holders have to fly like 500 miles to each game. Like there's a lot of their like season ticket members that like, are just, they're just like country club people with a lot of money. They're not, it's not rowdy. And it's only like, you know, it's like 30,000 people less than the shoe. And then you also factor in that 25 to 30% of the stadium is going to be scarlet and gray. So what we're really dealing with when you look look at what it's going to look like Christmas Saturday, because it it is, it is, it's going to be Christmas and they're doing a green out and I'm sure there's going to be a crap ton of scarlet and gray. Yeah. But like, they don't have a good history wearing the green jerseys in big games either. I mean, Bush Push, 2005. Um, but, like, I look at it this way. Notre Dame is a tough team. They're, I think they are well coached. I just don't think that Marcus Freeman is there yet when it comes to coaching big games. I also think, too, this game means more to Ohio State than it does. And I'm stealing this from Joel Klatt because he's a genius. This game means more to Ohio State than it does Notre Dame because the fact is if Ohio State wins and happens to lose to Penn State or uh, possibly Michigan, Michigan. they still have a great shot at making the playoffs. Yeah. However, if they lose this game – the pressure is really on them to have to win out. Where in Notre Dame's case, if Notre Dame loses, they still have a shot. Their schedule sets up for them where if they beat USC, they have a perfect shot to get to the playoffs. It's honestly However, crazy because like, I feel like uh, – sorry, I cut you off. Either way, I feel like both teams can make the playoff with the loss. Yeah, but I think it would be a lot tougher for Ohio State than it would be Notre Dame. It would be so it would be tougher for Ohio State, but Ohio State would have the most direct path because if they if they literally go 12, 12 and one with a Big Ten championship, only lost in South Carolina, oh, yeah. Notre Dame, they're in. I don't care like I don't care what year it is, they're absolutely in. That like they're probably like the two or three seed, honestly. Right. So I, it, but yes, it would be tougher. I agree, but it, they're in, if they do that, I feel like Notre Dame, it's easier, but it, if they go, you know, they go what 11 and one, I don't know if they're in, but they, they have a shot. I feel like they would probably be four or five range at least. Yeah. Um, but I just think now for like, historically this, this is a big, big, game for Notre Dame. They they're 4 and 19 since 1994 in in against ranked opponents. Not very good. <laughs> Not very good. Um I do like obviously and since when did NFL play two Monday night games on at the same time? <laughs> are you side note, are you worried for Joe Burrow? Because hear me out, Cass. Last three Monday night games: Demar Hamlin, Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb. Are you worried for anyone on the Bengals? (laughs) 
Well, there's also another one, and that's the Eagles of Buccaneers. So, are we worried for Baker Mayfield? <laughs> no, Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow might be on watch. Okay, because I, I feel like uh, something catastrophic always happens on Monday night lately. So we got to pick. We got to pick who it's happening to. And Burger King's Burger King's marketing company is ready for it, dude. Not no free ads, but uh, me and Bree went to go get like some food at Burger King a couple weeks ago. We sat down. Let me tell you, clean in Burger King in Dublin, cleanest Burger King. Five <laughs> out of five. They, they had the crowns on every table. The manager was courteous. Food was excellent, and she tried the snack wrap. It, it the new snack wrap, and it was amazing. So like, go support your local Burger King. Not the ones in Lancaster. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, back to football. Notre Dame, Ohio State. Um, Marv said that he he there's a villain waiting to come out, and it could be this game. I see it. Um, I I'm ready. I'm ready to make our picks. I'm re- I'm ready to make our picks. Um, I say. Real quick, my keys to victory is just go play Buckeye football. Just play Buckeye football. Don't turn the ball ball over and just play like you can. With a 31-21 victory, Ohio State. My keys to victory are, like, let's make make our field goals. Like, fielding, like, we're talking about McCord playing in, like, a big game. Our field goal kicker is kind of inexperienced, so I, like we need to give, be giving him some good juju. So I hope our kicker does great. Like so, that's my really my one key. Just make your field goals. I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, I'm also going to say, just we need to we. It's imperative we win the offensive line and the defensive line. If we make all our field goals and we win the lines of scrimmage, it doesn't matter what Kyle McCord or or Sam Hartman does. Like we will win, I think, in my heart. Real quick before we get more into this, Tim Beck's the head coach of Coastal Carolina. How many great quarterbacks has he ruined in his career? He's about to ruin Grayson Allen. And this dude for Georgia Southern is a beast. Like, man. He's exciting. He's he like reminds yeah. me of kind of like Malik Willis. And he's coaching the team with the most boring helmets in the world. Like the one site says Panthers with a little number bottom of it. But going back to Ohio State, Notre Dame. Um, I don't know if you, if you heard, but for me, but it's thirty-one twenty-one is my score prediction. Thirty-one twenty-one. Buckeyes. I like it. On. On. Mm-hmm. Oh, easy. Sorry, bud. No, you're good. I got Ohio State winning twenty eight to twenty six. Notre Dame covers. And what will happen is I think the Jim Knowles defense a couple times will be lucky because they bend, don't break, give up a couple field goals, but it'll be field goals instead of touchdowns. And 
but that'll be the difference. I think I think it'll come down to us scoring touchdowns. We're not gonna be like I don't know. I think I think that's how it's gonna go. 28-26. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I hope it's not like that. My I don't want my heart thumping and my blood pressure boiling. <laughs> Come on, that'd be a great win, though. I'll take it. I, even if we don't cover a two a two point win on the road. Yeah, I I think the Buckeyes cover. I mean, obviously, I said thirty one twenty one. I just there's a talent gap. There really is, and the, it is no, it is. It, you're you're right. It's either and it's either. Well, it's one of two things. Because think about it too. I love I loved him, Javante Jean Baptiste. Good player for us, but he was a rotational guy. He's now their starting DN, and I like I know he could have improved. He could have got coached up. It could be the coaching, and, and maybe he. This is his revenge game. But like, he was our backup, <laughs> so like, and their third leading receivers now our backup guy. So like, we just have the players, you know. I just feel like we have so much depth. It just comes down to execution. And Al Washington's co-defense coordinator at Ohio at Notre Dame, That's and we right. know, how, and we know how he is in big games. So honestly, yeah, we just got to run it down their throat because they won't be tough. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Travion and Chip have a big game. I really do. I, I think. I think Mayan plays, dude. I think. I think we've just been saving Mayan. <laughs> Heck, could be Dallin Hayden. He hasn't played. Who knows? Facts, dude. I could be Lincoln Keenholes. Who knows? <laughs> Lincoln Keenholes. <laughs> Lincoln Keyholes Wildcat. <laughs> Who knows? All right, let's get to our picks. Picks. Great All right. Of college football. Great slate of college football. Yeah, I'm pulling. I, I always have to do it on the phone because the score app gives like the times and the and the the spreads and the overs. Oh, oh, Cass. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so beautiful this slate. Like I'm, I'm just visually like almost crying. It's so freaking gorgeous. Um, I want to watch every game, every single game. <laughs> um, let's go with noon. The kind of a big one. You better say it. Florida State Clemson. Oh, it's not the one I was thinking. But what's the line on that? Florida State is minus two and a half. I'm gonna go with Mad Dog Russo. Uh, gonna eat a gummy. Uh, gonna drink a drink a cocktail, <laughs> and then I'm gonna call Fat Tony and put ten 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 dimes on Florida State because I like the quarterback. He said today on ESPN. So I'm going Florida State minus two and a half all day. Yeah, Florida State. Yeah. As well. I was going with the other nooner. Michigan and Rutgers. Keep your eye on this one. <laughs> Keep your eye on this one. I don't think I've I've really said that once this season yet. I think this is the first real true keep your eye on that one. I like Rutgers to cover plus 24, but I, I will let everyone know I will be taking them money line too. <laughs> but it's not an official money line pick, but like I'm doing it, so I like Rutgers plus 21, too. That doesn't mean, Michigan fans, I'm picking Rutgers to win. No. My pick is Rutgers to cover, but I like Rutgers to win, too. Because <laughs> I will say, there. all right, 
their quarterback's pretty good. Honestly, that like they've I, they haven't had like a quarterback like that. I feel like in years, and uh, they're just decent. Like they're good. I don't know. They're just there's something they beat Virginia Tech. They would have net like they're three and zero, and they just beat Virginia Tech. Like that's the best Rutgers start to a Rutgers season in years. Yeah, been a while. What a nice play. Because, dude, their offense ain't bad, Rutgers. It's, uh, they're scoring in the 30s. My question is why is Coastal Carolina wearing their away uniforms against Georgia State at home? I honestly like the Coastal home, the whites more than their, um, blues. I think it looks really nice on their turf because their turf's like a light. A light green, so it's like it's like a creamy color. I don't know. All right, let's get back back at it. Three thirty, number ten, Oregon host. Number nineteen, Colorado. Oregon is a twenty one and a twenty one point favorite. I still like the Ducks to win this, but I like Colorado to cover. Mm. I got to agree. Like that line is just so ridiculous. 20 points to Colorado. Like Rutgers is getting 24 at Michigan. I feel like Colorado should be getting like 10. I, I, I wonder if they're factoring Travis Hunter being out. Probably. I could see like a back. I could see like a backdoor type of deal where it hits at the, at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. an extra time. But I feel like this is gonna be a really good game, regardless. Like I, I, I like Colorado to honestly win. Like I, I don't think Oregon's that good. I've never been that high on Oregon. I'll take Colorado to 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 cut like to win and cut like to cover. Like I'll take a minus twenty one because that line so that's disrespectful. Ole Miss three thirty at Alabama is Alabama in trouble. Oh, I got Ole Miss. Ole Miss is something tells me Alabama wins by a touchdown. Something tells me I might be wrong. This is where Dan, this is where Dan jumps me. I I'm taking Ole Miss on this one. I know it's a home game for Alabama, but Ole Miss looks pretty good this year. They got they 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 this is a good team. They got Jugkins, the running back, got their quarterback situation. I think pretty figured out. Lane Kiffin. Um, he has that program ready to roll. I think you know they, this is kind of an up year for Ole Miss. Regardless, Alabama's kind of down. I think they could pull off the upset for sure. Alabama, Alabama just almost lost to UCF, USF or whatever, and then they lost to Texas. And I, I, yeah, give me Ole Miss. I got. I don't know. I don't know why something screams. Alabama winning this by a touchdown. Possibly. Uh, okay. I got – here's a great one, actually. And it, it's a shame. It's a shame we probably won't be watching much of this game, but this is going to be a great game. 7 o'clock this, – this should have been a 10-30 game. 7 o'clock, uh, number 14, Oregon State, <laughs> number 21, Washington State, at Washington State, 
Oregon State's a three-point favorite. Um, it's the Pac-2 championship game. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Wazoo at home. What's the I'm, spread? Oregon State minus three. <laughs> They're both very exciting teams this year, too. Honestly, they really are. Like the Washington State is has been a treat to watch. Like how they beat Wisconsin, I respect it. O- Oregon State, I they were a great team last year, and they added DJ. So that's gonna be a good one. Um, I'm taking Oregon State. I'll take Oregon State to cover here. Two more games in a great slate of college football. I mean, this is this is also ridiculous that this game is at the same time as our game. Um, wow. Penn, are you doing Penn State, Iowa? Yeah. Penn State's a 15-point favorite. Yeah, I, I like I like <laughs> I, I I like I like Penn State to cover here. They're so good. They're not that good. They're really good, bro. They're good, but they're not like jump off the charts that good. Be good because they for three quarters they struggled so bad against or like moving the ball against Illinois. Um, Illinois has no. If Illinois had some sort of offense, that game would have been a lot closer. Um, but then again, I mean, Penn State is really good up, but I don't think they're. I'm going to jump off the charts. Good, you know what I mean. But, but Cass, you also have to base that game, the Illinois game. I think off that it's a fact that it's like a week three, early Big Ten game. That those games I feel like are not meant to be like a massive blowout. They're usually kind of close, and I feel like them winning. And Illinois is very good. Like of late, but, they've been they really improved. Winning by 17, I think at on the road. That's impressive to me, at least. I know, I know we crucify teams a lot, but I I gotta look at that realistically. Like if the Buckeyes at that, I'd be like, ah, oh, it's a good win. Yeah, but I also have Penn State covering. <laughs> I just wanted to be a, a jerk for a second. Yeah, <laughs> you're great, buddy. <laughs> oh man, do we want to do another? <laughs> Have one more. Such a great slate. Which one are we missing? Utah, UCLA. Oh. Um. I like Utah. Utah's at home. Yeah, I'll take Utah there. Oh, oh man! Look at all these seven thirty games. Texas Baylor at seven thirty. Ohio State, Notre Dame, 7.30. Penn State, Iowa, 7.30. Georgia, UAB, 7.30. ESPN2. Lock it in. You know you know what game? All right. Dan's degenerate pick. You know what pick I really like this week, by the way? I know I gave you the one Xavier Johnson touchdown. Uh, my delusional pick. I got to address this because, I, you know, we're wrapping up the show last minute. Uh, Joe Milton did not get it done against Florida. I'm very upset about that. He cost me my parlay. You know, the Ohio State overhit, the Colorado, Colorado State overhit. Joe Milton did not get it done. 
but he gets it done. He gets it done. The Heisman, the Heisman race is still on. This is a minor step back for a major comeback. Neyland Stadium, four o'clock. Tennessee will beat UTSA by more than 22 points. Tennessee will cover, and the Joe Milton Heisman, the Heisman race is back on. Just don't give up hope. His one interception, it, it wasn't that bad. But imagine if he completed that. Like, no one was there, but, like, if he completed that, if he completed that, he's winning the Heisman. So, I think we're all right. <laughs> Cass, anything else? No. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Us podcast. Tailgate this weekend. Can't wait to see a cast. But, as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs>